Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. A Citric survey says two-thirds of employees believe that by 2035, workers with microchips implanted in their bodies will have an unfair advantage in the labor market. <laughs> so yeah, the welcoming of the end of days is now here. This is the Chad and Cheese Podcast, everybody. I'm your co-host, Robo Joel. And I'm Chad, time out, so wash. And this week, we have migrating people, Patagonia, and push-ups. Oh, and indeed rumors. Yes. We'll be right back. Sovereign Parser is the most accurate resume and job order intake technology in the industry. The more accurate your data, the better decisions you can make. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. Did you watch the Emmys? I watched some of it. Uh, I want to say football may have um, interrupted me, although I, I did see quite a few of the Shits Creek uh, monopoly of awards in the yeah. first hour or so. Yeah. yeah. I assume but, that's what you want to talk about. Well, that and, and the experience overall. I mean, seriously, who mm. needs to get all those people into one room when you could have an experience like they had. I mean, Jimmy Kimmel, some of his shit fell flat, but it would have fell flat anyway, <laughs> but it was really cool. They were going back and forth to all these different parties that they were having. Mm -hmm. And it just, it seemed more natural, more organic, and it was more fun. I liked it, but yeah, Shit's Creek won best comedy series, supporting actress, supporting actor, writing, mm -hmm. lead actress, lead actor, directing. If you haven't seen Shit's Creek go to Netflix right now at it <laughs> right now very uncomfortable especially at first but oh my god it's amazing I, I do recall seeing uh well you know the the zoomification I guess of of the nominees and how they're shown on the on the screen was fun I seem to remember one that was topless sort of walking around the house uh <laughs> one was in their pajamas so there's a certain level level of artistic freedom I guess yeah. that these folks can take uh, that they can't take in a ballroom, you know, with their Prada or whatever, whatever name brand 
label you want to have when you're dressed up and, and looking your best. Yeah. Well, think, think of the green, the green kind of like footprint that you're, you're leaving instead of carbon footprint that yeah. you would be right. All the people that had to fly in, uh, more traffic, all this, hmm. it just, it's overall, it, it was, it was more fun experience. I thought, and, uh, who the fuck needs a, a, a red carpet anyway? I mean, come on. Well, entertainment television for sure does. Cause they need a red carpet and interviews and people looking their best. Yeah, fuck that. And I know for one, my wife really enjoys watching that part of the program. So I don't think the Zoomification of Emmys or any Oscar award shows is going to be a normal thing once we get out of this. Shout out. Shout outs. Okay. My, my first shout out goes to our Aussie friend, Andrea Kirby. She shared a meme that said, American needs guns to defend themselves. And then the actual meme showed uh, a Melbourne Australian man who fought off a carjacker with a Nescafe blend 43 jar. I'm sorry. I'm assuming that <laughs> 43 ounce was a 43 ounce bottle. I don't know. But Lauren Sharp piped in. She piled on and these fucking crazy Aussies. I, I, I love them. Aussies are fun. Uh, I, sort of a somber shout out. Uh, RBG, uh, Supreme Court Justice Ginsburg. Yes. Everyone knows passed away uh, this week. Uh, fortunately, Fortunately, Congress was able to, you know, honor her dying wish and uh, not vote for a new Supreme Court justice until the uh, election is over. Anyway, not going into that one. Fuck. Yeah. Insensitivity. Uh, But obviously, Justice Ginsburg, uh, women can have mortgages and bank accounts and all kinds of stuff because of some of the initiatives that she she championed. So we would we would be amiss to not give RBG. A shout out on the show and a lot of love. I tell you, having two daughters, obviously you having a daughter too. Yeah. I mean, we have strong wives that they can look up to, but she is also somebody just from a historic standpoint mm-hmm. that, you know, our daughters can look up to. And that those are, those are the things that, that mean a lot to me as a dad. Yeah. And prove that you can get stuff done without yelling and beating your chest and clubbing things. Yeah. Like, she did it with class, grace, and intelligence, and that yeah. was cool. Her brain. She outbrained her brain. motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, somebody who probably outbrains us all, Jody Brandsetter. She's the author of the book, Hire by Design. Uh, she's not far mm. from us. She's over in Loveland, Ohio. She loves the podcast. And uh, Kip Burt Whistle, I bet he got beat up at school with that name, uh, director yeah. of TA at Caliber Collision. He's such a big fan of the show. He has most of his TA managers listening. And I'm oh, I'm man. asking most. Mandatory listening, Kip. 100%. Come on, man. And what was that last name again? Burt Whistle. Ker, kerfluffle. Okay. All right. <laughs> Kip Kerfluffle. It's, it's- only Cheeseman is worse, everybody. Only Cheeseman is worse. Uh, shout out to shout out to immunity discrimination. Uh, this is something that I just heard this week. Uh, but apparently, uh, there's a story around that uh, employers will start practicing immunity discrimination, meaning if you don't have the vaccine, if you're not immune to COVID, 
you're going to have a hard time in the workplace. So it, it's first time I've heard it. It won't be the last. Shout out to, quote, immunity discrimination. It's it's another one of those topics that people are using to gaslight every fucking thing else that's out there. It's like we have this overabundance of bullshit topics that are just coming out just all over the place. And, th- and this is one of those. Damn it. We're going to talk about it. Yeah. Shout out to Jason Banks. Uh, he knows... Yeah. He knows we love lists, so he created his own list on LinkedIn with a Thursday top four podcast for staffing, recruiting, talent, and sales, and obviously, he listed Chad and Cheese. Of course, of course. Shout out to uh, Jennifer Ravalli. Uh, Jennifer is now VP of Marketing at Pandologic, uh, sponsor of the show, and was formerly at iSEMS. We're talking 15 years experience. Uh, Pando logic is better off, uh, and, and poaching is always fun. So I'm not sure that happened, but, uh, <laughs> Hey, a nice win for, for our folks at Pando and Jennifer. Good luck. That, that is a big win. Uh, big shout out to David Falwell. Uh, absolutely love the podcast and always hears great reviews. I like reviews. So that being said, do, do what David just talked about. Go give us a review, uh, about on the podcast on whatever podcast platform you use yeah. and give us some real feedback. None of that manby pamby jumbo bullshit that you see on <laughs> other podcasts. Oh, I love it so much. Yeah. Give us real feedback. If we don't get a five-star review, that's fine. We're okay with that. That just means that we're ruffling feathers and that's what we're here to do. It is what it is. Uh, shout out to two guys at Paradox that uh, agreed to sit down with us and talk <laughs> chatbots, AI, <laughs> football. Uh, what else do we talk about? All kinds of good stuff. Josh Zwain, Adam Godson. If you haven't listened to the uh, the interview with Paradox, go check that out in our archives. Uh, it's well worth your while. Yeah. I still think the chat bot versus conversational AI narrative is a bunch of marketing bullshit. It's all marketing bullshit, Chad. Shout out to the Recruitment Flex uh, podcast uh, duo out of Canada, uh, Serge Boudreau and Shelley Billinghurst. Uh, I sat down with them this week to talk about poach, uh, podcasting, Canada, um, all kinds of good stuff. So shout out to them. Uh, shout out to Luxo.co, a company that I've never heard of. Uh, Tim Sackett loves them apparently because he's endorsing the company on the means homepage. nothing. Means nothing. Yeah, means nothing. But anyway, uh, if you if you scroll to, if you scroll down to their navigation, uh, the drop down menu for their uh, solutions, they have actually trademarked everything from like AI to chatbots to sourcing to everything. So wow. Who knew you could trademark AI? Luxo did and suck at everybody else. You got to pay them. Pay them the fee if you want to use the AI. I'm doing this very sarcastically because yeah, no I call bullshit. Trademark for AI. Yeah. <laughs> um, and last but not least for me, I guess in shout outs, uh, Cleveland Indians, everybody. Come on. Are you a baseball fan? Uh, this week, uh, three run homer, a walk off home run in the 10th inning against the White Sox to put the Indians into the playoffs. Starting in in October, uh, I can't be more excited, you know, about anything than that. So, Cleveland it, Indians. So, is is Chief Wahoo now officially off all the official garb? He is off all the official, uh, officially licensed products. Uh, gotcha. You can certainly still buy the Chief online, probably anywhere. Uh, certainly, stores and vendors around the stadium, I'm sure, still have him. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, many people haven't seen the 1950s or so version of Chief Wahoo, which is way more racist, disgusting. Uh, so I think even the 1950s Chief Wahoo is available. So, yeah, you can still get him, but not not officially licensed. So hats off to the organization for doing that. Uh, my guess is they won't be the Indians uh, for much longer. My vote is for the Spiders, which was their original name back in you know 1903 or something. Flashback events. Events. All right. So I've got a couple to throw out here. We've got the HR Hackathon, the HR Tech Investor Panel, which I'm going to be leading, moderating, or whatever the hell you want to call it, on October 7th at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Panelists on this one. You're going to love it. Got Mike Wilczek. Remember that guy? The Chief Strategy Officer over at iSIMS. Peter Bailu, Hungary's most important HR tech angel and startup investor. Is that the country, Hungary? Yes. I wonder if he (laughs) gave that to himself. And Miguel Encarnacion, the managing partner at Unifier Ventures. So we'll be doing that on October 7th. Look for the registration link on the socials. And then last but not least for me, October 27th, 2 p.m., kids, uh, we have a friendly disclosure part two. Uh, The topic on this one is remote workers deserve less. This is where Jim Stroud and myself will be uh, arguing the topic, pretty much the Facebook topic, and other companies are doing it now where they're docking employees' pay and calling it a cost of living adjustment uh, when they move out of Silicon Valley, for example. We wrapped up the recording for Friendly Disclosure Part 1 this week where we talked about diversity quotas or what I like to call diversity goals. Jim and I did some arguing. He argued against diversity goals. I argued for them. We disagreed, but at the end of the day, kids uh, walked away friends. Who came out the bloodier of the two in that one? You have to watch it (laughs) because there was some blood and there was some shade that was thrown big time. Oh, shit. Uh, The the recording is available right now. Like I said, just hop on my socials, check it out again. I mean, at the end of the day i mean we had uh, at this point like close to 200 attendees uh mm-hmm. we walked out with a 4.2 out of five star rating which i think is good because again we ruffled some feathers and people didn't sure. agree with us which is awesome but uh check us out go to uh again my socials on twitter just search for chad so i'm the only one there or yep. LinkedIn, and you'll find it. So, so you're doing another one. Will this be an ongoing series of like Jim versus Chad? Is this something we should expect going into 2021, or what's going on? Well, I see this almost like as, as a as a TV production. That was the pilot, and oh. Circa ordered three. Okay, okay. so <laughs> so we we have three that are actually set up, and Circa ordered three of those. Uh, they got some some great feedback from it. Awesome interaction. And a lot of people said they, ca- they couldn't wait for round two. Wow. So uh, you never know. I mean, again, it's, a, it's, it's like a TV series. If, if they keep ordering or if somebody else wants to outbid and order them, then awesome. Let's do it. Well, who doesn't love a good fight, I say? Topics. Okay, so got some rumors. Stop sending these rumors. Got some rumors. Every day. Yeah, so... 
So I've got to say, first and foremost, I've reached out to a number of sources to confirm this rumor, this this bevy of rumors. I have a few that have confirmed, but not all. So right now, I still want to keep this labeled as a rumor, but it's not unlike Indeed. So so here it is. Uh, In the UK, we're hearing that Indeed is rolling out restrictions for any company using one-click apply. Those restrictions are that you must use Indeed IQ for distribution, thus cutting off programmatic competitor platforms. We've got a quote from one of my sources, and, and, and this, this was almost every single one of my sources said this, said, I wouldn't be at all surprised if they indeed did this. This is the easiest way for Indeed to show that Indeed IQ performs better than other programmatic platforms. Indeed is already offering it Indeed IQ for free, and this is taking it to another level. I see this damaging for Indeed's reputation, quite frankly, as it might be a little too heavy handed. And, and my question, you know, when has Indeed ever given a single fuck about looking heavy handed? <laughs> it's it's the Indeed way. What do you mean? Give it, a shit. about it, what's It's a up. thing. You know, it's a thing. <laughs> So adding to the rumor, also Indeed will shut down distribution for jobs going to Glassdoor unless you're using Indeed IQ. Again, you know, we're, we're only hearing rumblings of this in the UK, but it's yep. like it just keeps piling on. Yeah. If you can't beat them, choke them to death, I guess. Uh, so this one came in to me and we thought we'd tag it on to the, the rumor segment here of, uh, of Indeed. So this is a quote from a, a source that I have uh, who, who asked to remain nameless. Uh, Indeed is is screwing people who paid for job postings on Glassdoor. If they had an annual contract on Glassdoor, they are not allowing customers to use that money on Indeed. So there is no way to use the remaining contract for the postings. There is no way to enter jobs on Glassdoor. So Indeed isn't fulfilling their agreement. Ouch. I guess basically, if you're hoping that just because they're, you know, sister companies that they're going to let you use that budget on Indeed stuff. Well, you should probably think again. You're going to have to write another check. It sounds like, again, rumors, everybody, rumors. We're happy to have Indeed on the show whenever, whenever they want to come (laughs) clarify, dispute, uh, whatever they want. Indeed, come on, bring it. So, I had a, a couple uh, of people actually, again, texting back and forth, ask, when do we think they'll uh, start keeping that 15% commission and turn into an ad agency? And we've talked about this in iterations of the show. And, and it's I don't see how it's ever off the table, because if you think Monster did it, Career Builder did it, and all the big names do this when they feel sure. they have enough power. Uh, because they are the number one in the industry. Yeah. And what about when they start rolling that into some staffing hybrid thingy? I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's smart, I guess, if you can do it. People love these kind of monopolies. Um, Google's sort of giving them the red light to fuck everyone over because they have Google for jobs. <laughs> Say, yeah, well, that's on the job side. So, yeah, again, rumors, a lot of stuff we're hearing again. Indeed, they're flirting with RPO. I mean, there's just so much. None of this would surprise anyone. And if Indeed IQ does start claiming 
clamping down on distribution for one click and then also uh for for glass door i mean those those are two positions they easily hold power on they could do that in a heartbeat yep Love those moats, everybody. By the way, if uh, any listeners out there can confirm or, or tell us a little bit more about what's going on there, would certainly love to know if, if you can renew Glassdoor contracts or if those yeah. are totally going to be spun into just Indeed contracts uh, going into next year. So yeah, if you know anything, folks, hit us up at chadcheese.com today. Love it. So Outmatch and Launchpad, really heard of them both. But they just don't seem like big enough fish to have acquisitions. But they did. I agree. Outmatch was a little odd. Um, and, le- you know, it doesn't look like I can't see any evidence that Launchpad has garnered any kind of real investment money. So this yeah. thing may have been bootstrapped, seed funded. So the price may have been really reasonable or, um, you know, maybe they got creative around uh, paying for this. But Outmatch, for the most part, has gotten roughly $8 million in funding, which is nothing super to talk about or write home about. But they have some really great people on on staff um, looking at their about page. Uh, Jason Farrar, who you probably know, was at Career Builder forever. He's their chief marketing officer. They acquired WePow a couple of years ago, which was a sort of up and coming, fairly well-known company as well. So they made about five acquisitions um, in their existence. So this is sort of par for the course. To me, this looked like a whole uh, the whole sort of data plus automation play that we've been seeing kind of come at the forefront of, of our industry. People trying to, you know, how do we take data? How do we automate recruiting? Uh, they have a video interviewing uh, platform. Uh, one of the comments from the press release was that Outmatch is now launching uh, a, quote, new talent selection platform that ties candidate screening assessments, video interviews, and AI-driven predictive analytics into a single integrated automated workflow platform platform. Stop me if you've heard this one before. Uh, so maybe it's time to start thinking about Outmatch as a competitor to, you know, Jobvite, ISEMs and some of the others. Yeah. I, so first off, this is this is more of like a, a Rubicon technology, private equity play, I think, more than anything to, to try to take a look at the market and obviously look at a competitor that's across the pond. What do you need to grow? Especially when you're talking about big enterprise uh, organizations, you need to have the ability to, to uh, go across the pond. And if yep. you can get a small competitor, uh, because... If you look at what these guys both do, it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah, there's going to be some nuances here and there, but I just don't see this. I don't see this as an applicant tracking system, first and foremost. I see it as more of a a candidate, a, a very, very deep candidate experience layer. But overall, I mean, it seems like they are two small fish in a very large ocean who want to serve their clients better on both sides of the pond and they have private equity funding knowing that and, and at least betting against or betting betting for this uh, this market to turn and when it does this is going to be the type of technology that uh, companies are going to need right yeah yeah my bet is there might have been some sort of uh, you know a little bit of parachuting by Launchpad. Uh, obviously, the economy has done what it's done. Yep. Uh, that might have been a pretty easy call to make to say, hey, there's some synergies here. Uh, why don't we get some employment contracts, uh, write us a check, and like, let's join forces and, and take on Europe and North America. Jobvite, the leading end-to-end talent acquisition suite. Named a leader in ATS, recruitment, marketing, CRM, and onboarding on G2. Kim B says Jobvite is a user-friendly, passionate enterprise team that takes care of you. 
Jolly good. Jeffrey R. says, Candidates are constantly telling us we get it right compared to other orgs. Love that. Results driven by AI. Connections built by humans. Jobbite. Learn how you can evolve your TA function at jobbite.com. Jolly good. Cheerio, Jobbite. Bloody well. Adam Gordon's going to have a shit fit over that. Yeah, that's a good one, though. More British advertising on North America. I love it. So one company that's taking on throwing people out on their asses yes. uh, that got you all got all excited this week. Who wants a fast growing, making money gig? Who, who wants that? Who wants to make money? Who wants a gig? Hell Everybody yeah. does, right? But uh, the gig economy uh, in this point is launching its Uber for evicting people. This <laughs> has to be the... Worst. This is an onion story, right? This is the onion. This is I, yeah. When I read it, I thought there's no way in hell this thing could be true. Yeah. Um, but here, here are some of the services that you could provide. Uh, you could serve papers. Yeah. You could assist with standby extraction, which means throwing people out of their homes on their asses. Uh, you could assist in foreclosure cleanouts. Uh, uh, and there's actually a button on the site that says "Be hired as." an eviction crew. Yep. So Helen Duncan, a Chicago based paralegal who also participates in housing activism, saw a Craigslist post for civil that's C I V V L. And it's anything, but by the way, it's it's definitely not civil (laughs) while searching for jobs. The ad alarmed her. Here's a quote. It's fucked up that there will be (laughs) struggling working class people who will be drawn to gigs like furniture hauling or process serving for a company like civil evicting fellow working class people from their homes. So they themselves can make rent. Uh, and apparently the, the Craigslist ad was posted across the country. Yeah. They say there is plenty of work due to the dismal economy. Unemployment yeah. is at, at a record high and many cannot or simply are not paying their rent and mortgages. We are being contracted by frustrated property owners and banks to secure foreclosed residential properties. This is fucking horrible. It's horrible, but it's also just the reality of where we where we are right now, right? Like if it wasn't civil workers, which sounds horrible, but if it wasn't these cats, it would be someone else throwing people out of their house, serving papers, et cetera. So, well, let whoever that is do it, do it. It's total shit. Yeah, I agree. And it's, it's super scammy feeling too. It's, it's sort of like, it feels almost, it feels like they should, like if they're saying, Hey, pay, pay us a hundred bucks to learn how to make money by evicting your neighbors. That almost feels like where this should be some sort of a scam uh, that's going on. Yeah. Uh, Cause yeah, you got, you got to think there are people that are employed to serve papers and take shit out of houses, uh, rental properties, et cetera. But anyway, yeah, the gig economy was bound to happen uh, everywhere. And this is certainly one uh, that it, it unfortunately has also note from the story that uh, the website featured a quote that was attributed to the New York times. Did you see this? No. The, the quote was too many people stopped paying rent and mortgages thinking they would not be evicted. 
end quote. Uh, so apparently the, the journalist Googled that quote, which did not reveal it uh, appearing anywhere, let alone associated to the New York Times. So they're, they're conveniently sort of making up shit to build reputation around their business when there really isn't any. Uh, and obviously the nationwide ad on Craigslist doesn't really smell all that good either. And they're owned by a company called On Call, which is O-N-Q-A-L-L. Mm-hmm. They're the developer behind other uh, believable gig apps like Lawn Fixer, Clean Quick, and Move Quick. So this is something that they do, and it looks like yep. just opportunists. But overall, man... While Jeff Bezos is making billions more dollars, we're we're pitting the working class against each other by kicking each other out of our fucking homes. This is despicable. We'll just wait till they launch buyacruiseship.com and uh, emptythatmovietheater.com coming soon to uh, the Uber economy near you. That's actually true. Did you hear Carnival selling off cruise ships? I would never get on a cruise ship. Ever. But would you buy one for you and your posse? No. We could do we could do the podcast live from a Carnival Cruise Ship. <laughs> Sponsored by Sovereign. <laughs> if you can't laugh, you'd cry. What's on the next docket for news stories? People are being evicted and they're obviously moving out, but where are they going? Uh, You shared the 2020s migration trends, smaller cities gain ground. That's right. LinkedIn, it's not just for automated spam, everybody. Uh, (laughs) They actually produce... They actually produced some images and uh, and data. So they they had a, a I guess an infographic this week. Uh, 2020s migration trends: smaller cities gain ground. So their their top five sort of biggest gain cities uh, that are in the middle there mm-hmm. uh, in terms of size. You got Jacksonville, you got Salt Lake City, uh, beautiful sunsets there at Salt Lake City. You got Sacramento, all those Californians moving to cheaper Sacramento. You got Milwaukee. Come on, is there a better place for beer and cheese and football this time of year? Uh, and then five, you got Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, now, the the steepest declines, you could probably name those cities. You got New York at number one, yep. seeing a 23% decrease Whew. in terms of uh, population. That's that's pretty, that's pretty hard. Uh, number two, San Francisco Bay Area. They're at 21% uh, decrease. Seattle, number three, at 10%. Boston and Portland right around 9% there at the uh, the fourth and fifth worst. So, yeah, the trend is let's get the hell out of this 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 city where we're all piled on each other and all all uh, contagious. And let's go move to, to Jacksonville where there's a beach nearby and uh, there's at least one professional football team. <laughs> well, or one I, professional team. Yeah, no question. Less dense population, you know, less infected people, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But also, you know, for, for not for everybody, but for some, remote work is in place in, in, into 2021. For I would say for at least till 2021. Uh, so why stay? And then if you think about it, moving from New York City to Indianapolis would save mm-hmm. a family just mad, mad cash. So yeah. all of that, you know, it, the, the opportunity is is showing itself. 
uh, to be able to do these types of things. It's like, why stay here if I don't have to work here and walk, you know, and, and take the train in? Shit, I'm just going to go ahead. We're going to move three hours outside or I, I would be really interested to see yep. as well. You know, what are the trends around rural areas, not just small cities, but rural areas? Yeah, suburbs, obviously popular. Uh, I have heard stories, maybe anecdotally, that you know, a lot of New Yorkers, yeah, they're moving to places you would think of, but also Vermont and New Hampshire and yeah. Maine and places that you don't normally think of as, you know, cities just with suburbs that you can that you can move to. And the value of this strategy is in Chad's world, you can still make those New York City salaries by living in beautiful Carmel, Indiana. So yeah. you got that to look forward to. But yeah, I think it's a trend that's going to that's going to stay. I don't think I don't think uh, work from home is going away. I don't think people wanting to live with a little bit of space and yard and still having the, the, the amenities of, of some, you know, a city with yeah. restaurants and entertainment. I mean, nothing matches New York city. So uh, the argument that New York will come back is probably true, but yeah, if you're living in Chicago, like you could live in Milwaukee or Indianapolis uh, at much, much cheaper and not have a real change in your standard of living. Like, yeah, why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, but more people would definitely move, but they just can't afford to. Now, the, the, yeah. big, the big question is, why can't they afford to? Well, a new study <laughs> by Rand Corporation calculates how much more money people in the United States would earn if economic growth from 1975 to 2018 had been shared equally instead of dramatically shifted to those with the highest incomes, a.k.a. the shift toward trickle-down economics, which gave a lion's share of that money to the already wealthy. And really what Rand is saying is if we hadn't been duped by trickle-down economics, the person who's making $50,000 today would be making $92,000. People are getting screwed out of a lot of money. Not Mm -hmm. only would the typical mid middle income worker get a boost from 50,000 to 92,000 but the upper middle class working person who's the 75th percentile would have gone from 81,000 to 126,000 yeah yeah well it was certainly timely chad that the us news and world report this week had a story uh, had a story with the title 10 us cities with the largest income inequality gaps. So yeah, there's a top 10 list for that too. You want to hear it? Of course you do. Yes. Number one, San Juan, Puerto Rico. Yes, it's it's the US, everybody. Number two, Atlanta, Georgia. Number three, Miami. Number four, New Orleans. Number five, New York. Yeah, come move to Indianapolis. Number six, Cleveland. Ugh. Cleveland rocks. Number seven, Cincinnati. That's two Ohio cities, kids. Uh, number eight, Dallas, Texas. Number nine, Tampa, Florida, and number ten, Chi Town, aka Chicago, aka the second city. Here's the thing that kills me: is that the average income of the top one percent today is now mm-hmm. one point four million dollars. If we did have more equitable distribution, it would be $630,000. Who in this country cannot live on $630,000? No one. I'll answer that. So (laughs) I listened to this podcast called Pitchfork Economics. It has a billionaire named Nick Hanauer on it. Mm -hmm. And he understands that, you know, if we don't change direction of our country and start taking care of our people, 
the pitchforks are going to come out. I mean, seriously, the last numbers I saw is around like 12% of the working population are considered working poor. These are people who are doing a fucking job, yet they are below the poverty line. It's, it's fucking ridiculous, man. Yeah, that's why I'm running for president and campaigning on UBI of $1,000 a month and free Xboxes for everybody. Damn it. Pitchfork Economics, that's a podcast. Yes, and we don't, we don't need another white guy running. We have plenty of those. Sorry, sorry. Pitchfork Economics. <laughs> By the way, I'll, I'll throw in um, uh, Michael Cohen has a podcast now, not not recruiting Batman, but the actual Michael scumbag Cohen. Michael Cohen has a podcast. Uh, he recently interviewed Scaramucci, the Mooch, and Rosie O'Donnell recently. So there's two podcast recommendations for you, everybody. We're, we're, we spread the love here in podcast land. <laughs> Pitchfork Economics and Michael Cohen. And you know who else spreads the love and they do great job distribution? Doors are reopening and business is picking back up. With the workforce making its comeback and with many rebuilding their teams, are you prepared to engage the wave of returning job seekers? Whether you're struggling to fill high-volume hourly roles or looking for long-term full-time talent, your recruiting toolkit needs to be lean and mean as you adjust with fewer resources, tighter budgets, and rapid hiring needs in a saturated and competitive market. Posting jobs shouldn't be a lengthy, risky, or fruitless process. You can count on Job AdX to be your force maximum. Automate the details of your programmatic job ad distribution, candidate targeting, and budget management so you can focus your energy on the big picture and human aspects of recruiting top talent. Reach relevant candidates effortlessly across 200 sites in the U.S. and Canada. Simply upload a feed of your jobs and set your budget in less than five minutes. We do the rest. Getting an influx of applicants already that just aren't the right fit? JobAdX presents your jobs to targeted candidates based on their job preferences to get granular. Now your advertising spend can go towards more relevant candidates, not just more applicants. What's more, your JobAdX programmatic campaigns now reach the government job bank systems in over 30 states, giving you centralized access to the majority of active job seekers eager to get off of unemployment and get back to work. Send us a note today with your unique challenge to see how we can help you in the new state of recruiting. Make the next step forward and start your results-focused campaign now at JobAdX.com. That's J-O-B-A-D-X.com. Capitalism will save us, Chad. Which brings us to our next story. No, it won't. (laughs) (laughs) Patagonia is is pulling no punches. Yep. Talking shit on clothes. What's up with that? The biggest question is, what does your brand stand for? And and, and we, I mean, as we talk to brands, uh, that's what, you know, especially we talk about millennials. I mean, they are going to be the biggest uh, part of the workforce composition and from research, we know that they're looking for companies that stand for something. And Patagonia stands for something. They, they have spoken out against uh, corporate America buying up federal land to devour natural resources, global warming. Um, they've given over $100 million and training to uh, grassroots activists. They, I mean, they've done a ton of shit. But here coming up is, you might know it, almost time to vote. Patagonia is closing its California HQ distribution center and all retail stores on November 3rd. 
providing up to four days of paid time off for employees who volunteer as poll workers and offering access to a photocopier. What, what's that? For areas where ID copies are required for mail-in ballots that Trump is going to try to get shoved down the fucking trash can anyway. Resist it, Chad. Resist it. Don't go down the hole. Don't do it. Sorry, Don't do sorry, it. sorry, sorry. Yeah, you know, you and I, um, you and I f- remember probably famously the the Michael Jordan quote: uh, "Republicans buy shoes too," which was in, in answer to sort of like, "Why aren't you more politically active? Why aren't you speaking up?" And and f- me personally, I think I, I speak for you as well. Like this trend of. Not only just corporations, but actually, you know, stars, people that endorse products yep. are having a voice or taking a stand. Um, obviously, I think in many ways it's good for business, right? Like Patagonia is going to attract the kinds of folks who, you know, believe in climate change and believe in the things that they promote. And we see companies like uh, Airbnb and and uh, Allbirds and Tom Shoes, like this whole sort of do good uh, whether it's politically or environmentally or save the oceans or whatever, like to blend commercial interest with actually saving or doing good for the planet, I think is great. I think the the added angle of this in terms of giving employees, you know, the day off to be politically uh, active, to work the polls, to, you know, uh, canvas for, for candidates, whatever it is. Yeah. I think that's super important. And uh, as much as we bang on capitalism, um, I think there are instances where capitalism and, and business is doing the right thing even more so uh, than you know governments or even individual citizens. So I, I think we both obviously applaud this big time oh, yeah. and hope to see more and more companies doing shit like this. Yeah, but again, this is this is more of a fringe activism uh, than 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 we're seeing standard. If this was something, if if <laughs> corporate America could police itself, which is never going to fucking happen, then mm-hmm. yeah, capitalism would be awesome. And that being said, there was a cap. I don't know that it was capitalism, but something sacked <laughs> this chief executive. And uh, yeah. he came on to, I think it was just LinkedIn. It might've been all the socials, but I saw it on LinkedIn and yep. uh, he was doing push-ups, which, which they call press-ups across the pond. He was a victim of ageism. Yes. He was a victim of ageism. 60 year old, wanted to prove that he still had the mojo. That's right. Went to LinkedIn, video of six, how many push-ups? 50? He said he does 40 to 50 a day, runs about 30K a week. Uh, and said he's got a good, you know, 10 to 15 years left in him. And I think that the the big message was, look, I was more than likely cut, not because of my age, but also because of my salary. And you see that a yeah. lot of times, right? And he said, you know, let's not talk about salary. I just, I've got another 10 to 15 good years left in me. Sure. Let's sit down and have a conversation, you know? And and he was doing the push-ups and he was talking about his fizzle activity just because there are a lot of guys his age that are out there that are that that want to want to go off and start gardening, right? They want to they want to finish their life in the garden, which is cool, or they want to be sitting around drinking tea. He's not that guy, and that's how he wanted to try to to demonstrate. And from my understanding, dude had a ton of interviews, and I believe might already have a job. Yeah. Well, first of all, give this guy an acting contract because he looks like an extra in a Guy Ritchie movie. <laughs> 
Ooh. All he needs is a pair of pair of brass knuckles and a bat, and he's like the next Bond villain. So give this guy, this grizzled looking old guy, uh, a, an acting contract. But yeah, doing push ups on LinkedIn works. Um, according to the story, he has now more than 100 employers uh, that have gotten in touch with him uh, about a job after the video. And by the way, the video had 700,000 views on LinkedIn. So the guy could have just got a sponsor for his, his, his uh, little stunt. <laughs> he probably not had to get a job. He could have just springboarded into that acting contract that I just talked about. Yeah. Unlike you, Joel, people like to work. <laughs> 40 days to the election, folks. If you want to make a difference, support a candidate, go vote, go get active. We out. We out. Thank you for listening to podcasts with Chad and Cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We out. You've got questions. We've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.